reaching Israel and the world and the world. Shalom, Yedidim. Shalom, beloved ones. Cynthia and I welcome you today to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. We're picking up today in one of my favorite portions of the Word of God, Isaiah 41. And what the Lord continues to speak in Isaiah 41 is that we should be confident in Him. We can say we're confident in God, but sometimes when the rubber hits the road, we find that our confidence still has a lot of growing and development to do. But that's the joy that the Lord is continually strengthening us so that we're going from confidence to confidence in Him to know that He really will come through for us and give us a fruitful life as we depend on Him. Right, right. It, it always strikes me when I read the stories in, in the Old Testament and in the scriptures and how what won the battles it wasn't how hard everybody was striving or how many people and men we could get together in the battle. Mm -hmm. It was about laying down and saying, let God do the battle, let God go before us. And in those places, there was victory every time. And it was merely to me, I have this image of giving the wheel to Father God, to, to the, the Lord God Almighty, who wins the battles, and, and that's, that's the road to victory. Amen. Beloved, let's practice putting our confidence in Him. We're continuing today in the 41st chapter of the book of Isaiah. If you didn't have an opportunity to watch or listen to the previous episodes, I really wanna encourage you to do that. I'm confident it'll strengthen you and encourage your heart. You see, what's happening is Israel is facing a time where they're being heavily tempted to fear their enemy. And Satan's chief tactic in disabling God's people is by crippling them through fear. So the Lord is continually speaking to the life of his people to strengthen them so that they won't buckle under the power of fear. And that's what I've been addressing on the previous episodes in this series. Hear the word of God. The Lord is saying, do not fear for I am with you. Do not look anxiously about for I am your God. I will strengthen you, surely I will help you. Surely I will withhold you with my righteous right hand. And I developed a whole concept on this last time, talking about how when we're in the midst of a battle, God is going to strengthen us. And eventually what's going to happen is we're going to rise up through that battle and get victory over it. And I used the illustration last time when I shared about a recent battle that I was in. And when the battle first hit me, it hit me, beloved one, like a ton of bricks. I mean, I felt inside so terrible, so awful. I don't even have words that could convey to you the pain and the awful feeling that I felt. It was horrendous. But you know what? A couple days later, the circumstances of the battle had not yet changed, but I felt completely different. It was like the battle was no longer in me, hitting my guts knocking the spiritual wind out of me. 
What was happening after two days of just standing in God, facing the battle, looking to him for help, praying for him to strengthen me. In a few days, what happened was I woke up in the morning and I was strong. The battle was still there, but I wasn't overwhelmed by it anymore. I was freed of it in a very real way. I was living over it. My thoughts were focused on the Lord rather than the battle. So the Lord said to Israel, don't look anxiously about. Don't focus on the battle. Don't focus on your problem. Don't focus on the circumstance. Focus on me. I'm your God. I am with you. I will strengthen you. So as you continue, beloved one, cry out to the Lord from the midst of your weakness as you're in a battle, you're going to find yourself rising out of the ashes of defeat into a place of victory. You're going to find yourself standing on the rock of Hashem, on the rock of the Word of God, on the rock of God's Spirit. And so this is what the Lord was telling Israel, and I spoke about this once again in more detail in the last episode. I really want to encourage you, go watch it or go listen to it. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And then he says this, verse 11, Behold, all those who are angered at you will be shamed and dishonored. Yeshua said to the people that he wrote to in the book of Revelation, Jewish believers that were being persecuted by the unbelieving Jewish community, Jesus said to them, I will cause those who say they are Jews but are not to bow down at your feet and to know that I have loved you. God is going to give you victory over your enemy. Behold, all those who are angered at you will be shamed and dishonored. Those who contend with you will be as nothing and perish. Every spirit that is opposing you, every person that's being motivated by a demonic spirit, everything that's coming against you from the realm of darkness, you're going to defeat. All your enemies will be defeated. Even those that are coming against you in the flesh, if they're being uh, uh, empowered by the powers of darkness, if they're being motivated by Satan and de the demonic realm, they're going to be broken, shamed, and ashes under your feet. You will defeat every single one. Listen, it's not over till it's over. And when it's over, you're going to be standing on the rock of Yeshua in victory over every single one of the enemies that you ever faced. Every one of your enemies is going to be shamed and dishonored. When I speak about your enemies, I'm talking about those that are opposing you because they're moving against you in the powers of darkness. Listen again. Behold, all those who are angered at you will be shamed and dishonored. Those who contend with you will be as nothing and will perish. God's going to defend you. You will seek those who quarrel with you, but you will not find them. Those who war with you will be as nothing and non-existent. For I am the Lord your God who upholds your right hand, who says to you, do not fear, I will help you. 
Do not fear, you worm, Jacob, you men of Israel. I will help you, declares the Lord, and your Redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. What I love about the verse I just read is that when the Lord was speaking of his love promise over Jacob, Israel, Jacob, Abraham, they're all part of the same passage of Scripture. God is still, he's referring to his people, those he's in covenant relationship with. And he's in covenant relationship with you and I, whether you're a Jew or a Gentile, through your relationship with Yeshua. This is what Paul is speaking about in Galatians chapter three, saying the blessing of Abraham has become, has come upon us through our faith in Yeshua. Or if you're a Gentile, that you've been grafted into the commonwealth of Israel in the book of Romans chapter 11. What I love about this is that these that are in covenant relationship with the Lord, they're in a covenant love relationship with him. And because of this, Hashem, Father God, the God of Israel is protecting them what I love about the verse I just read is that the Lord actually calls Jacob a worm. Listen, do not fear, you worm, Jacob, you men of Israel. I will help you, declares the Lord. Your Redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. What am I getting at? What do I like? God didn't love Jacob because Jacob was so perfect. God called Jacob a worm. You know, you know, some people sing that song, wasn't it amazing grace for such a worm as I? You know, it's like God doesn't treat you with favor because you're perfect. His favor doesn't always come upon you because you've done everything right. His favor is on you simply because he loves you. He is going to uphold you and defend you and give you victory simply because He's in covenant relationship with you through Yeshua. I want to encourage you, don't let the enemy work on your mind so that you come into agreement with him and disqualify yourself. Do you understand what I'm saying? God said to Jacob, oh, Jacob, you worm. He's like rebuking Jacob. What's a worm? A worm is spineless, right? A worm is spineless. You think about someone with courage, they have a strong spine. But here the Lord is rebuking Jacob. Oh, Jacob, you worm, do not fear. I'm gonna help you. I'm your redeemer. I'm your God, I'm the Holy One of Israel. And so God's love and favor on Jacob wasn't dependent on Jacob's strength. It was dependent on God's love for Jacob. And the same thing is true for you. God will be faithful to you simply because he loves us. The scripture says, even when we are faithless, he is still faithful to us because he can't deny himself. God's, God, God rewards us for living for him. He rewards us for putting him first. He rewards us for seeking him. But when it gets down to the bare bones of his love and his grace towards us, it will never fail because it's not dependent, according to the book of Titus, on the deeds that we do in righteousness, but it's according to his mercy by the working of the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. In today's Hebrew Moments, I want to focus on the title of God, El Shaddai. 
meaning God Almighty. In the book of Bereshit, or Genesis chapter 17, we find the Lord appears to Abraham, and he says to Abraham, I am El Shaddai. Once again, translated in our English Bibles as, I am God Almighty. And as we continue to read through that 17th chapter of the book of Genesis, we find that the Lord, El Shaddai, tells Abraham that his wife is going to conceive Sarah and bear him a child. Now, what was so preposterous about this is that Sarah was around 90 years old and Abraham was 99. And so because it was a scientific impossibility, because this was not possible for either Abram or Sarah to be able to bring forth a child at that age in life, God said to him, I am God Almighty. I'm El Shaddai. And this produced a faith in Abraham's heart that what God said would come to pass would come to pass because he was Almighty God. Nothing was too difficult for him. Beloved, God's names and titles reveal who he is. He's the same for you as he was to Abraham. We've been called to be salt and light to the world, but Rabbi cannot share the truths from God's Word without help from you. Would you pray and consider donating or becoming a monthly partner with Rabbi as he ministers principles from God's Word through television, the internet, and on-the-ground outreaches, equipping the body of Christ, building the church, and evangelizing the world. Call 800-777-7835 or visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Join those who have said yes to the calling. Help Rabbi build God's kingdom through the global outreaches of Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Call today or visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com. I'm trying to help you grasp the fact that God's love for you is always consistent. This should give you security in life. The devil makes us think sometimes that God draws back from us in his love, that his favor is drawn back from us because of our falling or shortcoming. But the truth is, God's love and favor will never fail you. It's true that he will treat us differently according to how we respond to him because he's in the process of conforming us to the image of his son and training us how to walk in obedience and righteousness so the ways in which he deals with us will change according to how we're responding to him. But his love for you and I and his grace towards us and his favor towards us will never fail. So don't let the enemy cause you to fall into deception, thinking that God has forsaken you because you're not perfect or because you messed up. No, God wants us to be secure in the covenant relationship he has with us. He'll never fail us. He'll never leave us or forsake us. So let me read it one more time before I go to the final verse that I wanna read today. Do not fear you worm, Jacob. He's speaking to you and I. Do not fear you worm. You might be weak. You might be afraid, but do not fear. I will help you, declares the Lord. Your Redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. We can trust Him. That's what our confidence is in. Our confidence is not in ourself. Our confidence is not in our own ability to never fall. Our confidence is not in our own ability to never stumble. 
to never mess it up. No, our confidence is in him. Do not fear, Jacob, you worm, for I will never fail you. I am your redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. God says, be strong in me. Let him that boast, boast in the Lord. Now, finally today, God is encouraging Jacob, Israel, you and I to face our enemies. Remember, he just got done saying here, do not be afraid of your enemy. All those that are angered at you, they're going to fall. Do not fear all those that came against you. He said, they're going to become as nothing. Do not be afraid. And now we find the reward of going through these battles where people come against us. Listen, the Lord said in verse 11, Behold, all those who are angered at you will be shamed and dishonored. Those who contend with you will be as nothing and will perish. You will seek those who quarrel with you, but you will not find them. Those who war with you will be as nothing and not existent, for I am the Lord your God who upholds your right hand. So obviously God is speaking to Israel. He's speaking to you and I in the midst of a battle. This is written when God's people are facing an enemy that wants to snuff them out. God is saying, no, I'm going to get you through this thing and I'm going to defeat your enemy. So you and I are going to go through this battle. This is spoken to Israel as they're going through a battle and God gets Israel to the other side. The enemies are no more to be seen. They perished. They're non-existent. So the Lord's going to do the same thing in our life. We're going to face battles, hard times. The Lord says, don't fear. I'm going to get you through this hard time. I'm going to get you through this difficulty. You're going to come out the other side and that difficulty is going to be gone. It's going to be behind you. It's going to be, it's going to be forever behind you. But not only will the difficulty be behind you, but God says, I'm going to add to your life because you went through it. So verse 15 says this, Behold, after Israel through the battle, behold, I have made you a new sharp threshing sledge with double edges. You will thresh the mountains and pulverize them and make hills like chaff. When you and I go through battles, clinging to Hashem, clinging to Father God, you know what happens? We're transformed by his strength. Paul learned the lesson that God's power is perfected in our weakness. Paul was facing a battle. He called the battle he was facing a messenger of Satan. Paul began to cry out to the Lord in the middle of this demonic assault that he was experiencing. Three times he says, I cried out. In other words, it was probably three different elongated periods of time that he was thinking about how long he prayed about this battle. Finally, he heard the Holy Spirit speak to him, Paul, my grace is going to get you through this thing. My grace is sufficient and my power will be perfected in your weakness. As you go through this battle, clinging to me, calling out to me, you're going to be receiving my strength and you're going to come out of this thing like the Lord says here in Isaiah. Behold, I have made you a new, sharp, threshing sledge with double edges. You will thresh the mountains and pulverize them and will make the hills like chaff. I love this. God is using the battle to transform us. God is using what Satan means for evil for good in your life. 
That's why the scripture admonishes us to count it all joy when we go through various difficulties and battles because we should know that going through these are transforming us into threshing sledges with double edges. We're being made strong. We're learning how to use the word of God in the battle. And we're coming out the other side of this thing, shining in a new level of righteousness and glory, being trained in the battle, how to use the word of God like a sword against our enemies. So I want to encourage you, beloved one, today. When you face a battle, don't take a victim mentality on. When you face a battle, don't allow yourself to fall into an attitude of defeat. When you face a foe, don't let your first response be to call a friend. Instead, when you face a battle, when you face a foe, when you face a challenge, when you face pain, let your first response be to thank God. Thank you, Father God, that this difficulty is being used by you to fortify me, to make me a threshing sledge, to cause the roots of my relationship with you to go deeper, to train me to walk in righteousness, to strengthen me to rise above it, that I'll walk on water in the spirit world even as Yeshua walked on water. Thank you that you use these battles, that you use my enemies to make me strong, to perfect me, and make me like a double-edged sword that cuts between the soul and the spirit to make me a messenger of fire on the earth for your glory. Beloved, I want to speak into your soul right now a victor mentality, a winner mentality. Our praise of the Lord should not be up and down depending on whether we're experiencing easy times or hard times. Our praise in the Lord should be consistent every day, whether we're facing an easy time or we're in the midst of a battle because God is causing it all to work together for good, to conform us to the image, image of his son and to cause us to become overcomers. Jesus said in the book of Revelation, he that overcomes as I have overcome will be granted the right to sit with me in the paradise of God, to experience all those things that Revelation two and three talk about, that all are given to the overcomers. Battles are part of the process. So I speak over your life right now, beloved one, power. I speak over your mind right now, a renewing, so that you'll be able to interpret what is going on around you through the Word of God. That you're not gonna be overwhelmed by the winds and waves of your circumstances, but you'll face them head on, praising Jesus, knowing as you walk with Him, through the difficulty and through the battle that he is turning you in to a flaming sword of fire and you're gonna keep on rising higher and higher, ascending each and every day in him. God bless you and shalom. I hope you're being touched by this portion of scripture in Isaiah 41. Every time I read it, I feel the tenderness of the Lord. I love the eighth verse where the Lord calls Abraham his friend. 
But you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I've chosen, descendant of Abraham or Abraham. And then the Lord says, my friend. I don't know, that just touches me. And when I think about Abraham and what happened in his life, Abraham totally surrendered himself to Father God. That's really what brought him into such a deep place of covenant where Abraham offered up his son. Beloved, if you and I want to enter into the depths of the friendship that Abraham had with God, we need to also be fully surrendered. And this touches our finances. I think this is why Yeshua talks so much about our finances, because oftentimes they can come between God and our own hearts. I want to encourage you, be faithful with your finances to the Lord. You'll be blessed. Here's how you can donate or become a monthly partner. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Or to give by credit card, visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 1-800-777-7835 or text the keyword rabbi to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have honored God with our finances while living, but have we considered how we can honor the Lord with our finances when we pass on? For more information, click Will and Estate Gifts at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. In the book of Numbers, chapter 6, the Lord gave instructions to Moses and Aaron to speak this blessing over his people. And the Lord said, when you speak these words over my people, I will place my name on them and bless them. Receive the impartation of the Lord's blessings. Yahweh Yahweh the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up by his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. Authentic, straightforward, and uncompromising. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. If two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. Let our prayer team pray for you. Send us your prayer request today by visiting our website or writing to the address on the screen. Our prayer team lifts up every individual request before the Lord. And then, as God answers your prayer request, 
or if God has touched your life through discovering the Jewish Jesus. Send us your testimony. We want to rejoice with you, and your testimony will encourage others. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Today's episode concludes this series, Isaiah 41, Friends, Servants, and Victors in God. If you've enjoyed this series and would like to purchase a copy, visit our website or call the number on your screen. 